Good morning. Thank you for listening to Embracing Life. I had such a great holiday weekend. It was so peaceful and we had so much fun. Really enjoyed it. Um, So now I'm back in the groove for a few days before um, I actually head off to Florida for a couple of days. So I'm trying to get organized again. Um, And then I take my daughter to her semester abroad. So I'm really trying to get her in order and uh, me mentally prepared for that. So I'm so excited for her. Um, But this weekend, I was helping two of my close friends navigate their breakups uh, with their boyfriends of many years. Um, And it just had me thinking about love and relationships and just the difficulty uh, of, of these passages. You know, where do we get the idea that love should be easy? <laughs> I think I think as romantic people and romancers all around us, um, you know, we get the sense that love should be easy. We read poetry about falling in love. Nobody ever discusses uh, working at love in a poem or in songs. I mean, you do hear a lot of breakup songs, but there's also all the songs that are written about that magic moment and the beauty of falling and um you know the songs are not discussing the daily work of maintaining love or the reality uh and relationships are difficult there's no question about it and they take time they take energy they take sensitivity they take a lot of effort in terms of getting to know somebody and understanding the communication patterns that are effective. And I think that's where people run into problems is it's very hard to step outside of yourself and observe everything from that of your partner. And I think it's a really important exercise. Um, And relationships are infinitely rewarding and worth nurturing and protecting. But in truth, Every relationship that's healthy, everyone, is, it takes effort. And especially to keep love alive, we must respect it and care for it. No matter how closely two people are bonded, the relationship is truly a separate entity with its own requirements. I think when we speak of men and women in relationships, love, marriage, we often fall into the trap of seeing them as predefined entities, if you will, monolithic, unchangeable. We talk about what women should do, what men should do, how relationships should be. And I think we rarely consider... We really consider why we think the way that we do, or more importantly, until we're faced with a problem, we don't pay much attention to the consequences. I think the good news is, is uh, regardless of your relationship history and who you've been with or your partners, I think your current relationship can be what the two of you make it. It doesn't have to be some pre determined 
fall into some predetermined box. Falling in love isn't like moving into uh, a high-rise apartment where they're all the same. Nurturing, loving, passion. How you approach those are more like living in a house that you and your partner have designed, have built, have created, and then have maintained and even at times have had to rebuild again and again and again. And I think, I don't know, I've heard a lot of my friends say that partners won't listen or they won't change or they don't care. And I think if these people are honest, they would find that maybe they've never really gave the men in their life the chance to prove how much the relationship has meant to them. I think I've done this myself. Uh, Women shy away from conflict. They don't express themselves. They don't want to appear like a nag. But those that ability to refrain, I think it's a, it's a fear that it will kill the relationship and they believe it's better to protect their partner than to confront him with problems. Or maybe it's nobler to suffer silently than to look like a nag. I know I pride myself on not being a nag and on being easy and flexible and good-natured and waking up happy and you know, that that's like one of my selling points is I wake up, you know, with a smile. I'm always in a good mood. You know, if that's my selling point, what happens when I'm not in a good mood or when I'm not happy? You know, I'm not so forthcoming in showing that side of my personality because that's what makes me unique is I'm not a nag. I'm not that moody woman. I'm not the stereotypical in my mind, I'm easy, I'm fun, I'm happy, I'm always willing to go the extra mile. That's, you know, if I had to put it on a piece of paper, in a relationship, I would say that I'm flexible, I would say I'm all of those things. And so for me, if there's a problem, my first thought is, Ugh, I don't want to bother him. I don't want to bother my partner. I don't want to appear like I'm too, I'm asking for too much. And I think that's a flaw of mine for sure, because I'm not, I'm not considering that I'm, you know, my opinion and my desires are worthy enough. I think that's my issue as I'm thinking about this, haven't really given it much thought, but um, when I think about it, I think that some women don't want to appear like a nag, so they suppress their own feelings. And I think I'm talking about myself. Um, Also, I think, you know, there's an assumption that love has to be always easy. Or, you know, if it's hard, it's, there's a problem. And I think that, I think that if you embrace these ideas, it's, I think they can be undermining to, to love. And in truth, I think people in 
I don't see a lot of this, sadly, but people in really healthy relationships responsibly face up to the challenges of love. Not only do they face problems exploring possible solutions, they take responsibility for their flaws. And in truth, improving your relationship skills for keeping your own house, so to speak, the house that you built together in that relationship can enhance your self-esteem and your respect for yourself and your partner and your commitment to the relationship. I think it takes practice, though, in being able to look back and sort of see how you've resolved issues or conflicts or repaired you know, repaired communication when it was breaking down. Good relationships encourage communication. They encourage cooperation, consideration, respect. To me, if my relationship does not provide respect, I'm out. That's it. I cannot be with somebody who doesn't treat me well. And I'm very sensitive to... It's funny, this was brought to my attention by a very close friend who, he was joking around and we were having a funny conversation and he tends to swear a lot. And, you know, we were just joking and he's like, oh, F you. And the conversation came to a screeching, (laughs) a very loud break, if you will. And I said, don't ever say that to me. And he's like, oh, I'm joking. I'm kidding. That's my personality. And I said, I understand that. Don't ever say that to me. And he couldn't understand that, you know, I wasn't accepting of this. And I mean, we have this long conversation and I still think we're on a different page. And I said to him, listen, I have a bar of expectation of the people around me, of how they speak to me, of how they talk to me, of who I want to be around and how I craft my life. I don't want to be around someone who swears all the time. It's no offense to anybody out there. If you swear, that's great, and that's your choice. And I I don't care if that's what you want to do. But it's not the way I want to live my life. I don't swear on my home. If I swear, it's with my friends and we're, like, joking or emphasizing something. But never in public. I, I don't think I do, unless I'm furious. Then I do, that's for sure. Um, and I have obviously in front of my children, but it's not, it's not something I want to incorporate into my life or, or accept or think is good. And if some, if every other word out of someone's mouth is, um, a swear word, it's just not, it's not somebody that I'm going to want to hang around with all the time. It just is what it is. Um, it's not, I'm not judging anybody. It's just the bar of expectation that I have for how I want to live my life. And so even in friendships, I think being able to express yourself again, which I am guilty of not doing because I don't want to ruin the friendship. There are things that are currently bothering me in some of my friendships that I haven't expressed because I don't want to rock the boat and I don't want to upset anybody. And I think, oh, it's better to gloss over them. But in reality, it's not because what happens is you end up holding on to those things that bother you internally 
and they eat away at the closeness of your connection and the closeness of your relationships and you subconsciously are not as involved not as active you step back a little bit from the relationship I know I do that in friendships if I'm not happy about something and what I really should do is address the issue and and address the problem or address what I'm upset about and sometimes for me it's easier to just be override that feeling and just be like you know what whatever I'm not going to create a problem I'd rather maintain the friendship than than create an issue but that's not the right thing to do it really isn't the right thing to do because again you end up eroding the relationship I can't really do this in a in a you know relationship with a with a boyfriend lover spouse whatever I can't overlook things um, because I want a healthy relationship with my partner and with my future partner with whoever it is past present future having that really open lines of communication being able to discuss the things that I want out of life out of a relationship I'm now at a point in my life where I'm not gonna sugarcoat any of that I'm really at a point of being super honest in terms of what I want and what I need and what bothers me and what works and what doesn't work because I'm 55. I mean, if I can't express myself now and be honest with my partner, then what am I doing? Then I'd rather be by myself, which is fine too because being by myself just means I'm opening up the possibilities of letting finding that person that's right for me. I don't fear being alone because I'm never alone. I've never been alone since I was 16 years old. I've always had someone in my life. And I think that's because I've had that desire. And I think that that's, if you're open to it and that's how you want to live your life, that's what comes to you. You know, if you say you're never going to meet anybody and it's so hard to meet people, then that's what, that's what you're going to have. That's what you're going to find. And I've never said that. I've never felt that way. I've never had that experience. I've always, I've always met people that I've have all the characteristics that I'm looking for. Um, the relationships have not always worked out for various reasons, but it's not for lack of finding someone who's whatever, fill in the blank that's important to me, educated, treats me well, um, you know, is well-rounded, whatever those qualities are for me. The list is long and full, um, and I've never had an issue finding that type of person. But again, it's because I put that out there. Um, my expectation is that I will find that person, and I, I, I tend to, I tend to find it. I mean, that I don't, I don't really, you know, if there's a certain type you're interested in, that's who you're going to hone in on it, and that's sort of the vibe you're going to put out there. Um, and and I do again believe that your words become your reality. Um, and if you listen to what I'm saying, it's abundance, it's gratitude, it's it's all of those things that consistently say there's people out there that I'm interested in, there's people that I'm attracted to, that are attracted to me. I'm not saying, oh, um, I never meet anybody of quality and I never, there are no single people and this and that and the other. 
you know, all it takes is one person. So I don't buy the fact. And I'm thinking of a friend of mine in particular who lives in New York. And she's like, there's no single men in New York. Really? There's no single men in New York? Okay. So that sort of message that you're putting out there is she's not finding any single men in New York because that's what she's putting out there. She's putting out the vibe that there are no single men in New York and therefore she's not smiling at anybody and she's not open to meeting anybody and that door is closed, so to speak. And it's just, it's, you're, she's sabotaging herself and people often do that with their words. And it's such a shame because you really, I mean, look, I'm not saying you can close your eyes and say, oh, there's going to be really, you know, Mr. Wright is going to appear tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. No, it doesn't work that way. But if you're open to receiving, you'll find that the opportunities are there and that you can work with the you can work with what's in front of you. And um, anyhow, I could go on and on about this and I will in another podcast, but the point is, is that relationships take effort, energy, observation, and if you sweep it all under the rug, you're going to end up with problems, you're going to be unsatisfied, and you're not going to have the relationship that you desire. So have those difficult conversations and know that relationships take work, they take effort, that's normal. It's not normal to have a relationship that just appears and it's perfect and it goes and nobody has any issues that's a fairy tale doesn't exist it does not exist so even the best relationships you don't see the energy and effort that goes into them it's behind the scenes everybody that you see that's in a good relationship they've put the effort and energy into it it doesn't just happen it's not there's no fairy dust sorry I wish there were, but there isn't. So nurture those relationships as you wrap up the year and, you know, make your goals and and evaluate your relationship as you head into the new year and make the changes that that a relationship requires to thrive if you want to be happy. Don't sweep the issues under the rug because they'll stay there and your relationship will suffer. So have a great day today and thank you for listening to Embracing Life.